0: well hello and welcome to another episode of bible prophecy for today my name is heather and i'm gonna give you some news and views from a west texans biblical point of view one you're not gonna find in your mainstream media hey guys welcome to today's podcast we have a lot to talk about today my big thing is uh you know they're trying to take away meat. they're trying to say that um we got to save the planet and all this meat and cow farts and stuff is just going to, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Everything's going to happen. You're going to die. You know, chicken little, chicken little, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Mm, It's all coming down, folks. And if you don't believe me, agenda 2030, you're going to eat mealworms and crickets. We're going to make cricket burgers and you know, I did a podcast a while back. Even have a thing on my Rumble channel. Uh, I think it's on my no, it's not on my YouTube. They took that down, but it's on my Rumble channel. Um, it's on the it's on the website too. You can go check it out. But they, the largest cricket insect plant was built up by the Canadian border in the United States. And uh, that's what they think you and I are going to eat. That's Basically, they don't think that. They know that. That's their plan. And the Bible talks about this. They'll say that eating meat is bad in the end days. This is all happening. Uh, of course, it's lockstep. Just like the Bible said it was going to happen. But I'll tell you something. <laughs> they may have something better planned for you. Dutch researchers make a giant meatball using mammoth DNA. Yeah, Wooly mammoth DNA, folks. This was all the way back Uh, March 29th, and you can find it at Fox News by Anders Hagstrom via Fox News way back in March. So researchers say flesh glob, that makes me sick, made using extinct mammoth DNA is not for eating yet. It's not for eating yet. Folks, uh, I have to scroll past this picture really fast. Don't look, don't look, don't look. It'll make me sick of my stomach. Shum. Dutch researchers were able to create a massive meatball of flesh grown using DNA of a woolly mammoth this week. It's back in March, folks. A team of scientists put the fleshly blob on display at the Nemo Science Museum in the Netherlands. The team manufactured the girth with the help of an Australian cultured meat company. Val is what it's called which has entertained the possibility of mass production and sale of the meat ooh, ooh, ooh. makes me want to give Ooh, yuck folks so quote we wanted to create something that was totally different from anything you can get now Val founder tim uh Noecki smith told Reuters, quote Its protein is literally 4,000 years old. We haven't seen it in a very long time. We haven't seen it. That means we want to put it through rigorous tests, something that we would do with any product we bring to market, you know, like the vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, folks, this is ridiculous. This is sickening sickening folks just look at oh my gosh there's that picture let me scroll back up a little bit snatched him. Val's team use sheep cells as a base for the growth before inserting a single myoglobin gene from a mammoth myoglobin is responsible for the smell color and taste properties of meat the team says the meat currently smells similar to crocodile flesh i've passed the picture Oh, my goodness, Pasta. Oh, my gosh, there's more pictures. <clears throat> okay. The team clarified that the mammoth meat is not for consumption, but Val is currently pushing the idea of cultured meat more generally. The company argues that such meat is more sustainable and environmentally friendly than real meat. hmm Yeah, cultured meat is currently not regulated in the European Union, but Val hopes to normalize its production and sell in the near future, according to Reuters. Mm. Can the long extinct woolly mammoth be cloned? Mm, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they've already tried or they're doing it right now. Anyway, folks, they're already selling this meat and it's called sell meat. And it'll tell you, um, it's supposed to tell you on the package if that's what it's from, uh, I don't believe for a second that they haven't already introduced us into our food supply because, yeah, we're all just guinea pigs to them. They could care less. If you notice that, guinea pigs, they don't care. They're eugenics. They have been for so long, long time ago. Uh, Nothing's ever changed. I tell you what, it may be, or as well, you need to find your local farmer, local rancher, and get your uh, beef, cow, chicken. I'm sorry, Pastor Billy, chicken. Um, You know, whatever you guys eat. Find a local ranchers and buy that from them. Do not go to Smith's and all these dang grocery stores, Albertsons. What, for heaven's sakes, don't get your meat at Walmart. Oh, my gosh. They probably get that stuff from China. Oh, yeah, so who knows what you're going to be eating, you know, when they get up with all this concoction, scientific, horror movie stuff going. I mean, could be eating T-Rex one day, you know. We have raised T-Rex. I mean, folks, I'm telling you, if they could get away with it, they probably already did have already tried and they probably will continue but i'll tell you what this go and find some local ranchers whatever you can do and start buying your um, proteins like your beef and chicken hog whatever you want to eat um sheep i can't ever catch i always just wanted to try. i mean i tried so hard to eat lamb i just couldn't it just tastes terrible to me i'm sorry to you folks i love it i couldn't do it but i tried because it's so cheap i'm like man this would be it's not good (laughs) not maybe i just don't know it was not good so anyway but like i said go local go local oh you know uh where it's coming from um and get you a deep freeze or whatever you can do solar generators um you know i I am under the um impression and i really do believe because they have the big thing coming up october the 4th they're gonna ping your phones and the whole world is going to know, or the United States anyway, will know that they are uh, testing it for, it's like the emergency broadcast system. What I really think is going on, there's been talk of Marburg and there's talks of all these different viruses. You know, Bill Gates of hell um, is always talking about vaccines. you got to get the vaccines. If we do a really good job with the vaccines, we can kill 90% of the population. And people are like, yeah, 90 of us are going to die. Woohoo, Yeah! They they just cheer (laughs) And go along to get along as long as I have my phone and I can eat my McDonald's oh, I'll just be just fine folks people don't care they don't care about the food they eat they don't care, they're sheeple they don't care to do whatever the government tells them to just give me a check, I'll just sit on my butt and give me a check and I'll eat my McDonald's and stare at this phone and play video games, that's my life so that's the kind of people that the government want and I'll keep drinking this fluorinated water yeah, so just to dumb you down and they've been doing it for years and that's their whole goal is to dumb down the population because you dumb them down, they're easier to control, you know. And not only is fluoride a myotoxin to your brain, it also causes you to be very docile. So, you know, look at the prisons. I mean, I'm sure they pump that stuff into the prison water like, man. So, but look at the world today. Men are not men. You know, we had these metrosexuals and like all this garbage. People thinking they would be transgender and like a men are men men are supposed to be filled with testosterone they're supposed to be out there hunting and 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 you know you know going out there and cultivating the land and farming and and protecting their families and you know being men you know no no men out there like i just sit behind this computer and um maybe i should be a jane i should probably be a jane oh football everybody needs a trophy Yes, I participated. I want my trophy. <laughs> oh, give me clap, clap. Yeah, whatever. What is it? Football? Get out there and hit somebody. You know what I mean? When we played basketball, we hit some people too with my elbows. Um, but there's no competition. There's no competition. They're dumbing down, making everybody docile, and making you feel bad if you're like if you're a man. You know, like oh my gosh, that's toxic masculinity. I tell you, whatever. This world needs men. We need men. Families need men. Wives need men, you know. Children need men as fathers, like masculine. That's what God made them to be. Hello. But they're trying to make that bad. So have you noticed whatever the Bible says is good, the world now says it is bad. You know what I mean? Masculine toxicity. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. You shouldn't eat meat. You don't need to have kids. You need to abort your children. What does the Bible say? Multiply. Go out and subdue the world and multiply. But Satanism is the opposite of Christianity. Hmm, really? If you think about it and look into it, and if you haven't checked out Pastor Billy Crona, getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com, you better go check him out because he talks all about it. He's got the whole um, Bible study on Satanism, uh, voodoo, vampires, and the rise of demon worship. It's what we're studying now. Um, so much information. Go there. Check it out. You will never see the world again the same. Brother Spencer Smith has an excellent, has excellent documentaries, multiple on Third Adam, Uh, The Rise of the Divine, Feminine, all kinds of things. He's got all of this stuff. And I'm telling you what, if you watch these documentaries, you will never see the world the same again. You're going to see, oh my gosh, it is infiltrated everywhere. Of course it has. Of course it has. What you have to remember is Satan is on a leash remember when he came after job he had to come and ask for permission oh but if you take all this away and you do all this whatever then he'll curse you to your face remember all this stuff he's on a leash now we live in a fallen world now listen folks i'm not gonna people say if you accept jesus cross everything's gonna be peachy hunky dory rainbows butterflies and puppy dogs yeah that's a lie straight from the pit of hell that is not true that's not true. The Bible says <laughs> we're going to have trials and tribulations, you know. We're going to go through all this. But in all this, we have joy because our joy is not in our circumstance. Our joy is not, you know, in our whatever. Cir- you know, it's our joy is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so no matter what may come against us, our joy is in Jesus. We are in this world, but we are not of this world the bible says this is not our eternal home if you are a christian this is not your eternal home and if you're not a christian this is not your eternal home but if you are we're going to heaven if you're not you're going to go to hell so regardless this is not eternity for all of us living here today there is an eternity and you will spend it either with the lord jesus christ in heaven or you will spend it in hell separated from God for eternity. So don't let the, don't let people fool you into into saying, hey, you know, you know, this is this is everything. You this is everything. You gotta work for everything like right now. No, no folks. Let me tell you something. Um this world is is temporary. You see? So don't build your wealth and don't build um you know don't put your treasures here on earth where moth and rust will come in and destroy and thieves can come in and break and steal, but our treasure is in heaven. And so we need to remember that as Christians, you know, we, we go through, we're going to go through trials. We'll go through tribulations. That's to bring us closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is to strengthen you to build your faith in God. I tell you right now, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Never, ever. He will never leave you or forsake you. If you are a child of God, People say, arise children of God. No, that is not true. The Bible teaches the opposite of that. What did he say to you? What did he say to them? Remember, you are your father, the devil. Remember? So if you do not have the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, you are of the father, the devil. But if you do have the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, guess what? God is our Abba father. And Abba is a very special word because it means like daddy, father. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. So today, before it's too late, if you have not cried out to Jesus Christ and ask him to save you, today is a day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. I stress that all the time, but I'm telling you what, this is not a joke. You don't get a do-over. You don't get to play second player. You can't drop another quarter in the game and play it again. This is it. It's not play it again, Sam. This is it. You get one shot. That's it. Anyway, enough of that. So let's talk about some headlines, shall we? <laughs> More than mammoth meat. Folks, if you've seen that picture, you've been throwing up, too. I'll tell you what. I was like, Ugh. I almost couldn't make it. I still got that. I got to get that vision out of my head. So set up for the black horse. The world is teetering on the edge of bankruptcy. Folks, this is March Hitchcock posted on the 22nd of September on HarbingersDaily.com. Folks, I'm telling you what If we see. We can see the book of revelation like coming at us like in hypersonic speed i mean it's it like coming we see the tribulation coming towards us well guess what happens before the tribulation the rapture of the church that's right we don't have a lot of time we do not have a lot of time brothers and sisters we need to get busy we don't have a lot of time whatever god has called you to do do it now do it don't wait another moment if you're an uber driver talk to people about the lord Whatever you do, do for the glory of God. He has put you where he wants you right now for this time. We are living in very special times, you guys. The old church, the prophets, all the, they long to see the time that we're living in right now. John prophesied about right now. Remember Revelation 1, no S's, 1, Revelation of Jesus Christ is what that was, folks. We're living in the days that Jesus told us would be right before he came to snatch us out of here. What are you to do? What is more important to be doing right now than telling people about Jesus Christ? Telling people the end is near. Telling people, "Hey, you better get right with God because you're going to get left if you don't get right with God." What's more important than that? What are we afraid of? People are going to make fun of us. People are going to get mad at us. People are going to th- what? What are we afraid of? Does that really matter in the whole context of eternity? Does that really matter? I have to keep telling myself, that, does it really matter what people think about me? No, it doesn't matter. What matters is if they go to hell and I didn't tell them the truth. Oh, can you imagine? I don't want to imagine that. Anyway, whatever God's called you to do, do it today. If you're a prayer warrior, boy, pray. Pray, we all need to be praying. But there's been some people that's been called to, I mean, pray, like they pray. And boy, howdy, my memo was one of those. I'll tell you what and there's a lot of you ladies out there I know it tell you what so anyway let's jump into this article so the global debt clock is spinning reaching a record high of 307 trillion dollars this week and what does that mean the amount of debt grew by around eight to ten trillion dollars and I have read this article I read this the other day are you kidding me Ooh, folks I sure did what's happening now is a convergence of rising debt and rising interest rates, which is a daily cocktail. 60% of American families live paycheck to paycheck. Think about that. Any kind of financial crisis can take six out of ten families under. Folks, oh my goodness. I know I read this, but I'm going to read it again because some of this is, I mean, we need to reiterate on it so credit card debt in the united states has been rising at one of the fastest rates in history as more americans are leaning on their credit in the face of rising prices we collectively own as he says he mentioned earlier over a trillion dollars in january alone Credit card debt jumped more than 11%. And with interest rates rising, getting ahead of debt is getting harder and harder, he says. Last year, the average credit card user was carrying a balance of over $5,500, up 13% from the year before in 2021, even among the 18% of Americans making over $100,000. A year, uh, 37% don't pay their credit card bill in full every month. The share of credit card users in the United States who carry a balance has increased 46% has increased to 46% from just 39% a year ago. Folks, i tell you what, the cover of Newsweek from several years ago grabbed my attention. He says the front of the magazine read, How Great Powers Fall, showing an upside-down U.S. Capitol standing on its dome. The cover further displayed the, quote, steep steep debt slow growth and high spending kill empires in america could be next a uh, the feature article written by uh, niall ferguson stated an empire at risk we won the cold war and weathered 911 but now economic weakness is endangering our global power Providing a history of how empires decline and die, Ferguson explained that the process begins with a debt explosion and ends with an inexorable reduction in the resources available for the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. Debt becomes so high that you can't spend the money you need to defend yourself. In the cases of Spain, France, and the Ottoman Empire, the explosion of debt brought their empires down. According to the article, um, Habsburg, Spain defaulted on all or part of its debt 14 times between 1557 and 1696 and succumbed to inflation due to a surplus of new world silver. So pre-revolutionary France was spending 62% of royal revenue on debt service by 1788, the author described. Ferguson noted that the Ottoman Empire went the same way interest payments and amortization rose from fifteen percent of the budget in eighteen sixty to fifty percent in eighteen seventy-five. The article concluded by saying, Call it the fatal arithmetic or imperial decline within a radical fiscal reform, it could apply to America next. I think that's what's coming. They're planning it though, folks. It's like the black horse of the apocalypse. They are planning it and this is what he's talking about he says we don't think very often of the ruinous consequences of runaway spending and the inability i can't even talk today of uh, reigning in the debt the massive debt we are compiling as a nation it threatens our national defense and makes people more willing to surrender freedom to the government the more debt that the individuals have the more they will be willing to surrender their freedom to the government if the government will help them get out of debt Hmm, there's a quote by a best-selling author named Robert Kioski, when people are struggling financially, they're more willing to have a government save them, unwittingly exchanging their personal freedom for financial salvation, unquote. It could be that we are looking at a global conspiracy. Do government elites want people to go further into debt because they will become more dependent on a government to save them? And, of course, for the government to do that, there's going to be a string attached of giving up other freedoms. In our world, which is teetering on bankruptcy with $307 trillion in global debt, think about what will result when the rapture happens. Think about the economic collapse in the United States and globally when the salt and lot in this world is extracted in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. He says, we don't know. I'm sorry, he says, we know that during the tribulation period, the third horseman of the apocalypse is riding a black horse and carrying a pair of balances in his hands. That's Revelation 6. Verse five, Revelation six, six says, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine and quote, a global economic Armageddon is coming. There will be an incredible polarization of wealth as the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. What we see, uh, what we are seeing today is the setup for the coming of the third horseman. He says, I read a book several years ago by David Jeremiah titled The Coming Economic uh, Armageddon. He says, in it, he quotes a passage of scripture which says, this is Luke chapter 17, uh, verses 26 through 30 in the KJV. He says, or it says, and I quote, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, they were given a marriage until the day... Uh, that Noah when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lot went out, of the Sod- went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed, Unquote. So David Jeremiah went on to say the people who were living in the time of the flood and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah were simply living their daily, their everyday lives. They ate, they drank, they married, they were given a marriage, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built uh, these people went on with their love for the good life as if nothing unusual loomed on the horizon. They refused to heed the warnings and kept on doing what they've always done until judgment descended and their window of opportunity closed forever. He says, so today the warning signs are clearer than ever before. Jeremiah continued, this should grip all of us with a sense of urgency about examining our lives and making necessary changes in our priorities and should spur us to a greater concern about the lives of those we know and love unquote he goes on to say at the end he says mark says what we see today happening globally in our own country with the debt with this debt explosion is certainly a setup for what's coming in the times predicted in revelation chapter six folks that is mark hitchcock you can find that at Guys. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, it's coming, guys. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming quickly and soon. It's like tacos, like the Bible says. Mm, it's going to rev it up. So the brave EU politician delivered heated message to global tyrants. This is by uh, WND's news services. No author is listed. But take no prisoners. And the latest warning to globalitarian elite. Goes on to say this is a uh, vigilant news. So, a member of the European Parliament, uh, Christine Anderson, has been an unyielding opponent to Klaus Schwab's great reset agenda, known best for her. Famous smackdown on Justin Trudeau, uh, M.E.P. Anderson has uh, established herself as one of the few politicians left who present the interests of the European people. September the 13th was no different as M.E.P. Anderson took no prisoners in her latest warning to the globalitarian elite. Before the European Parliament in a session specifically focused on the COVID-19 response in the World Health Organization, M.E.P. Anderson ended the meeting with a powerful statement. Quote, We just need to find a way to wake the people up. Because the point is simply this. It comes down to a choice. It's either freedom, democracy, and the rule of law, or enslavement, unquote. Folks, that, my friends, is the truth. That is what we're all looking at right now globally. Are you going to stand up or are you going to roll over? That's what we're looking at right now. Are you going to go along to get along or are you going to fight the good fight? Here's one. Uh, I have this. <laughs> oh, goodness, folks. It's Andy Stanley. Here we go. Mega Church to host the Alphabet Affirming Conference. Yes, folks. WND. Uh, this is by News Services. Once again, critics call it a clear and tragic departure from biblical Christianity. You yeah, I caught a lot of flack when I did that video of Andy Stanley. I've done two of them. How dare you? You don't know his heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when you play Stairway to Heaven, all that garbage, Led Zeppelin in your church, yeah, it's probably not a Christian. Yeah, anyway, Um. so here we have it. Yes, uh, Christian Headlines, an upcoming conference hosted by Andy Stanley's Church for Ministry Leaders and Parents of the Alphabet Children is being called a clear and tragic departure from biblical Christianity by a prominent evangelical leader who says the lineup of speakers reveals the event's theological position. Stanley's North Point Community air quote church in uh, alpharetta georgia is hosting the unconditional conference a two-day event september the 28th through the 29th for parents of the lgbt blah 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 plus children and for ministry leaders looking to discover ways to support parents and the alphabet blah 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 children in their churches its website says stanley is one of the speakers speakers. Mm. Quote, you will be equipped, refreshed, and inspired as you hear from leading communicators on topics that speak to your heart, soul, and mind. Unquote, the website says. quote we deeply desire this time will bring about healing and rest and restoration no matter what theological stance you hold we invite you to listen reflect and learn as we approach this topic from the quieter middle space unquote please people blasphemous blasphemous um if you haven't seen my little i have a couple videos on my youtube channel but oh andy stanley Mm-mm-mm. yeah one of them, uh, is he an apostate? Yes, he's an apostate. And I have, you know, long since hoped that his daddy, the late, great uh, Charles Stanley, would have called his son out as an apostate, but I don't think he ever did. That's kind of sad. But, uh, anywho, we're going to move right along. Daring, daring, defiant, and disciplined. Daniel's pattern for the modern prayer life. You know, me and my brother were talking about uh, one of the greats, you know, the Bible, the greats. Um, like, you know, that did really well and, you know, praised the Lord and served God. And we we're talking about Daniel today. And uh, lo and behold, I opened up the news and boom, here it is. I'm like, man, well, we should talk about this. This is by Dean Dwyer. He's my second coming favorite other than Leo Homan. Anyway, this is October the 19th. You can find it at HarbingersDaily.com. He posted it, once again, August the 19th. By Dean Dwyer from Queensland, Australia. So in Australia, a good proportion of the local councils still engage in prayer before meetings to the glory of God. In most cases, 91%. It is a Christian prayer. In 2019, a survey was conducted which revealed the proportion of councils that pray. The results are as follows, folks. New South Wales, 56%. Victoria, 53%. Queensland, 45. South Australia, 33%, Tasmania, 28. In Western Australia, 8%. That's one part of Australia I have zero listeners at. (laughs) Anyway, he goes on to say, However, not everyone seems pleased with including Christian prayer at the beginning of meetings. A group of counselors in Victoria recently wrote a letter to the state government and Human Rights Commission wherein they said they, quote, object to being compelled to participate in a religious ritual as part of their role, Unquote. Others said they believe it is unfair and inconsistent with multiculturalism to favor one religion over others, while some also hold the view that governmental bodies should be, quote, neutral in matters of religion, unquote. He goes on to say, the British seem to have faced this issue for some time now. Back in 2012, the National Secular Society took Biddeford Town Council to court, seeking to put a stop to prayer at council meetings. The court issued a ruling indicating that it was not lawful for the council to allow prayer at the commencement of their meetings. Whoa, So consequently, British Parliament later had to pass laws which expressly permitted councils to hold prayer. Australian councils face the same legal conundrum. There is no law allowing councils to require prayer at the beginning of the meetings, and many have been warned that they face the risk of legal claims in the event they continue with the practice. In the city of Adelaide, capital of South Australia, League City Council changed. I'm sorry, the City Council changed meeting procedures back in April of 2023, and uh, so that a Christian prayer is no longer read aloud by the council's chief executive officer at the start of the meetings. Instead, the prayer is printed in the council's agenda, and Lord Mayor Jane Lomax Smith directed counselors to silently read the prayers printed or reflected in a manner appropriate to their beliefs on these issues. Unquote. He goes on to say, "The prayer reads as follows: quote, Almighty God, we ask your blessing upon the works of the city of Adelaide, direct and prosper its deliberations to the advancement of your glory and the true welfare of the people of the city. Amen." Unquote. However, a at council council's meeting on thirteenth June twenty twenty three, councillor Henry Davis refused to remain silent and read the prayer aloud, which resulted in a sharp rebuke from the Lord Mayor. The matter then came to a head at the meeting on the 8th of August, 2023, where Mr. Davis was temporarily expelled from the chamber for reading the prayer aloud once more. Wow. At present, the Adelaide City Council is considering replacing the aforementioned prayer with a multi-faith prayer. going to replace it with a, quote, multi-faith prayer. Some of the proposals are, and I quote, Holy one known by many names and beyond all names, spirit of life, spirit of love, spirit of community, spirit of justice. We ask your blessings on the people who have been called to lead the community in which we live and work and play. Another one is God of many names, Jehovah, Yahweh. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. But you know, Muhammad folks, the one, the Tao, the spirit of life, God our Father, and God our mother, Barf, Barf, Yucky, um, that came out of my mouth. And of course, I didn't mean that in reading an article. This is like directly, you know, quoted from these folks. Come to us and and be a vital presence in the work of all the communities of faith. Be present of the work of all the community of faith. Yes, folks, this is directly quoted. So he says it goes on. He doesn't say this is still quoting uh, we pray that we may be loving and able stewards of this world we pray that we acknowledge our differences as we seek our common good each of us working toward the good of all we pray for wisdom to provide good governance uh, for the city of Adelaide and the services of our community may the work we do in this place be conducted in a spirit of service to the life of the people of the city and to the land it is built upon may the decisions we make advance the spirit and the prosperity and true welfare of those we serve uh, That's terrible, folks. Anyway, (laughs) I hate this. I'll tell you what. It just, oh, my gosh. This is what they've come to. This is what the world is coming to. When he can't even say a prayer to god anyway dean continues says in moments such as these when government authorities order us to stop praying we cannot help but think of daniel in fact the very name of daniel provides us with a level of clarity over who we should obey in, in these moments or in those moments you see in ancient hebrew the name is often spelt daniel dan means judge e means my and l means god so god is my judge he not only bore that name, but his life shouted that fact to the world. God is my judge, not man. He says, so we must, we must remember that it is the Lord who will evaluate how we live our life. No pauper, premier, president, prince, or pope will evaluate us. It will be the Lord himself. Therefore, because God is our judge, we should seek to please him alone. Sometimes that will mean offending man. That is a fact we need to become more comfortable with because it is only going to get worse, he says. For Daniel, that meant a life of daring, defiant, disciplined prayer. He did not act in ignorance. He acted in full knowledge of the law and the consequences of breaking it. Still, he chose to obey God. That is a radical commitment to prayer. In effect, Daniel was saying, quote, you will have to take my life before you take my prayer, unquote. He goes, I wonder, do we have that same attitude of prayer? Dare to be a Daniel, he says. Dare to stand alone and testify to the word, to the world that God is our judge, not man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree, Dean. That is an article by Dean Dwyer, and he's from uh, Queensland, Australia. And it's uh, at the harbingersdaily.com if you want to go check it out. Another good thing you can find at harbingersdaily.com, you can scroll down to all the authors, and you can, uh, or the contributors, the journalists, and you can check them all out. And I usually... Always go there to check out his articles because he's got great articles. And um, there's some more stuff coming on Epoch TV, Epic TV. It's No Farmers, No Food, Will You Eat the Bugs. That is premiering tomorrow, September the 25th on Epic TV. They are running a special right now, guys, 25 cents a week, a dollar a month for like a year. Um, i tell you what, that is the best deal you're going to get for Epic TV and Epic Times Go uh, get that. Check it out. It's great. Another one that they have I'm actually watching right now is cities, u- cities to use consumption, intervention, and in global war on food. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, buddy. So Phoenix, Arizona is being accused of setting a plan in motion to ban meat. The city's mayor, Kate Gallego, is refuting the claim. The argument is around the C4 cities agenda, which Mrs. Gallego, what was Ms. Gallego, is on board with our mayor here and Amarillo was too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he goes, we dig into what the agenda actually entails and how a global agenda is in the works to enact consumption intervention that would change the diets of people in close to 100 cities around the world. The goal reduces, includes reducing the consumption of meat and dairy products to zero folks. That's their plan by 2030. If you don't think that's what their plan is, that is their plan. So get on to epic TV and check it out. You guys totally worth it. Totally worth it. But, um, you know, we live in some harrowing times, harrowing times. And so are we going to sit around and do nothing? Or are we going to do what God has called us to do and get out there and tell people about Jesus Christ? Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. I don't care where you're at. Like I always say, be on your couch, eating in toes, driving down the road. I don't care. Um, they uh today's day of salvation harbinger's daily has it too says what is salvation so god loves you and he has a plan for you and uh, here's the problem people are sinful and separated from god yes that's that's what happens the bible says god so loved the world that he gave his only his only his one and only son jesus christ The whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Folks, that is John 3.16. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, a complete life full of purpose. John 10.10. We have all done, thought, or said bad things, which the Bible calls sin. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. The result of sin is death, spiritual separation from God. Romans 6.23. But... The good news, oh, there's good news. So Jesus died in our place so we could have a relationship with God and be with him forever. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans five eight but it didn't end with his death on the cross he rose again and still lives Christ died for our sins he was buried he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 through 4. Jesus is the only way to God Jesus says I am the way the truth and life and no one comes to the father but through me John 14 6. we can't earn salvation we are saved by God's grace when we have faith in his son Jesus Christ All you have to do is believe you are a sinner, that Christ died for your sins, ask Christ for forgiveness. Then turn from your sins, that's called repentance. Jesus Christ knows you and loves you. What matters to him is the attitude of your heart, your honesty. And so that is uh, from harbingersdaily.com talking about what is salvation. Salvation is childlike simple, and they like to go through it like the ABCs of salvation. So you admit you're a sinner, and uh, so we just went over on Romans three ten, Romans three twenty three, Romans six twenty three, and Ephesians two uh, verses eight through nine. That is that is where the that godly sorrow leads to genuine repentance for sinning against a righteous God, and there's a change of heart. We change our mind, and God changes our hearts and regenerates us from the inside out believe which is b believe in your heart that jesus christ died for your sins was buried and that god raised jesus from the dead and that's romans 10 verses 9 through 10. so believe in your heart that jesus christ died for your sins was buried and that god raised him from the dead this is trusting with all of your heart that jesus christ is who he said he was and is C. call upon the name of the lord this is trusting with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is who he says he was. Every single person who ever lived since Adam will bend their knee and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And that's Romans fourteen eleven and Romans ten thirteen. And so, folks, there you have it. The gospel every day. You got to live it. Um, we are. Um, What's my pastor saying today? Ambassadors for Christ. So, folks, get out there. Be the salt and light in this world. Shine a light. Get out there. Tell people about Jesus today before it's too late because you never know. We could be raptured, and your loved ones or your neighbor or whoever you know that doesn't know God will be left behind. And, folks, you don't want to be left behind. It's going to be terrible. Terrible. I mean terrible. Words, there's no way to describe it. It's going to be that bad and terrifying. And so, but as christians we will not go through that but we all know we all know loved ones and family members that are not saved and they will and so we need to be in prayer for them um nobody is out of the reach of of god's salvation nobody nobody sometimes we may think oh man they're lost forever but that's not true that's not true god is the one that saves the holy spirit is the one that saves so the holy spirit's the one that woos you doing you know not us we get out there and we plant them seeds boy and uh the Holy Spirit does the watering, so and with that guys, I'm going to get off of here, and um, as always, give the word of God, let the Word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, thank you guys all so much for listening and for your support. May God bless each and every one of you. And uh, we're just going to keep on waiting for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come and take us. But until then, I pray that he gives each one of us boldness to get out there and tell the world about him while there's still time. All right, guys, thank you so much. May God bless you guys.